This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is Jen Molesk. Molesky, sorry, I messed Jen it up. Jen Molesky. Molesky. So, uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So, we are sitting in a Panera Bread, so if you hear some background noise, that's what it is. You know, uh, people eating, people talking, uh, but we'll, 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 we'll try to get some of that out in post. So, um, uh, yeah, so you, uh, we met at Epic, correct? At Epic Church, yeah. Yeah, Epic Church. And what do you do there? Uh, well, I have been attending Epic Church. It will actually be one year next weekend is my one year anniversary at Epic Church. Um, right now, I serve as the director of guest services with one other uh, lovely lady, Casey. And we oversee um, a couple of the teams that are responsible for putting on the ministry and the um, Sunday morning experience. So so I know we, we met there, I guess, a year ago or so because I had been helping out um, with there. And I have, I have transitioned into, to to being uh, uh, with with another church at the moment and um, but I loved Epic I love Pastor Chris um, uh, I love the the mission of what they're doing they have a, a fantastic mission mm-hmm. uh, how did you get drawn there um, I was drawn to Epic Church actually by social media um, I kept seeing it pop up in social media and um, I did, when I made the decision that I needed God in my life and I needed to explore this whole Christianity thing that was the most obvious place to go because it kept being put in front of me and now I recognize that it was God putting it in front of me but at the time I didn't recognize that the power of social media nowadays it it it, uh, so I was I was talking to somebody else not too long ago and we were talking about how the social media is the 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 use a church word the vestibule um, where people experience our church Mm -hmm. you know back back in the olden days you would walk into a church you know because you would see their sign and you'd walk Mm -hmm. in and you'd get accustomed to the church you know in the foyer uh in the church it's called a vestibule uh but nowadays we get accustomed to church on social media i mean social media is is more powerful than your website is more powerful than anything else and it's the one thing that draws to absolutely and And guests are checking out your website and checking out your social media and your youtube sometimes weeks before they ever step foot in the door absolutely so it's one of those things that i I had a meeting on saturday with with uh a branding agent Mm. you know and he was he was saying the power of social media i mean he probably said that five or six times and it's pretty awesome to hear that that you know, when people come to church, you know, that they get the, the experience of, you know, what did they put out on social media? And something like Epic uh, and other churches that do it well mm-hmm. have a great power and a great reach because of that. Oh, absolutely. That's how I found them. So, yeah. so we, uh, we know you're here. We believe that God does amazing things in our lives. We believe that God 
really gives us a story and story moves the world. Uh, we learn through story. Everything we do is through story. So um, we're here to find out what has God done amazing in your life? Oh, so God is so amazing. So um, I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, I did not grow up in a home where actually it was almost frowned upon to talk about God because it was a source of contention between my parents. So um, they didn't agree with their within their theology. So their way of dealing with it was not talking about it. So as kids, when we had questions, we were also encouraged to not talk about it. That's healthy, though, right? That's that's absolutely it's healthy. healthy. Yeah, it's definitely so. something I want to continue for my own children. <laughs> um, so I was a single mom um, and a teen mom and a single mom, obviously. And I actually created like a pretty good life for myself. Like I put myself through school. I was a nurse. I was making good money. Um, I was living in a great neighborhood in the house I wanted to live in. All of the above um, ended up adopting a child out of foster care. So I had two sons. Life was great. They started struggling when they were teenagers about just like where they were in the world um, because they didn't have their fathers around. And like being a teenager, having that same sex parent is so important. And they didn't have that. So they started rebelling um, and really scaring me. Their behavior, um, they were sometimes not coming home. Um, they were um, just doing things that were not healthy that really, as their mother, scared me. And um, I was really trying to control the situation and not doing well because I was running a house, I was going to work, and I was trying to control these two boys who were not controllable, and I w it was really bad. Um, so my one son, my older son, moved out. And I how old are we talking? Like, what, what were their ages? Right now, they're 17 and 20. So my older son moved out when he was 18. Okay. And um, wouldn't talk to me. Like, it was heartbreaking. And then my younger son, who at the time was 16, was um, rebelling so much in school that I had to put him into an alternative school. So I had this awesome life that I thought I had created and then in an instant it felt like it was all taken away and I felt like I was in this big empty house surrounded by my stuff and it was empty and it was like because I was always so just into family and just so in love with my family and so to be like it was just my worst nightmare had come true that I had lost all of these things um, and I was not doing well in work I was not getting along with my family because um, I felt like they blamed me for everything that was going on with the boys they probably didn't it was probably just me feeling that way um, and I spiraled into a super deep depression where I was um, just not doing well at all and I felt like I was by myself I probably I don't, I don't want to discredit my family and my friends because they probably were trying to be there for me but I was probably so far gone in depression that I didn't see that um, that's that's the way depression works it makes us feel alone you know exactly you know it, it no matter what somebody else is doing if depression's there you yes. know it's very hard to realize that somebody's coming coming to help you too right well and you push people away too and so if someone's pushing me away I'm thinking are you pushing me away because you need space or are you pushing me away because you're sick and um, I pushed people away well enough that I really was in this big empty house by myself with my toxic thoughts and with the enemy I now see it as with the enemy and um, I did try to kill myself twice and it didn't work, obviously, because I'm here talking to you. And um, after the second time, I was just pissed because I wanted what I wanted so badly. I wanted to not be alive. And it didn't work. And I was like, all right, God, if you're real, 
we got to figure something out because I cannot think like this. I cannot live like this. Like every single day is absolute agony. I cannot do this. Um, so I developed this really, um, this interest in the spiritual realm and started talking to like light workers and stuff like that. And because um, I didn't want to go therapy because in my mind I was like, well, I went to therapy and that didn't work. I've been to doctors and that didn't work. So maybe someone like I need someone to tell me that my life is going to get better. And who better to tell me that than a psychic? So this is the like that's the, the thought process. That's the of, thought process yeah. of a severely depressed this person. person yeah. right? So um, did I, you call one of the numbers? <laughs> I did a Google search. It's 2019. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm you know, I just didn't know if you called one of those numbers, Mrs. Cleo or whatever. I, she's no, just stuck to I my didn't head. call Miss Cleo. Sorry, go no. ahead. <laughs> so um, I, I did a Google search and I, I found this girl and um, she says, I'm out of town, but I can FaceTime you. So I went on PayPal, gave her her money. We get on FaceTime and I'm, I'm like, oh, I, I just want to do, I'm just here for entertainment. You know, I just want like to see what you see in my future or whatever. And she got this horrid look on her face and she says, why don't you tell me about the suicide attempt? And I, I just said, excuse me? Uh, yeah. And we hadn't even talked about anything yet. She says, I'm coming back into town, and I need you to come into my office tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. I, I was just blown away that she knew, and, and she looked so con so concerned and so fearful. Like, she was really scared. Like, in her face, you could see she was scared. I was like, all right, I'll come see you. So the next day, I get in my car, and I go see her, and she says, look, you have a lot going on, and... Um, you like need like aura cleansing and blah blah like she like listed off a bunch of like like worker stuff that they do that I needed she's like but there there's a battle for your soul right now and um you need my help and she really got my attention that she had seen everything so um I paid her her money and I went back and kept seeing her and one day I don't remember all the things we talked about or all the things we did, but one day we were talking and I was going on about something, probably some like poor pitiful me nonsense. And she got pissed and she was like, Jennifer. And I said, what? She goes, Jennifer, could you count your hair? I said, excuse me. She says, could you count your hair? I said, no, there's too much of it. Of course I couldn't count my hair. She says, did you know that the God that created you knows every single hair on your head? And I'm like, whatever, like, come on. And she says, no. She says, and why would the King of Kings and the Prince of Peace and the Lord of Lords and Jesus Christ bother creating you and know every single hair on your head if you didn't have an important assignment and something important to do? Now stop. And I'm like, and that just totally caught my attention because like people who are into like light work and tarot and all that stuff, they talk about a creator energy or they talk about the universe or they talk about God, but they don't talk about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I, and it's totally blew my mind. And I was like, say what? And she was like, yeah, Jesus. And I'm like, so you're telling me Jesus is real. She's like, yeah, Jesus is real. And then we ended up having this like really amazing, intuitive, like philosophical, like theological conversation. And I was like, well, what about this? Well, did he really die on the cross? Well, what about this? And she's like, yes, Jen, it's all real. Like I've been trying to tell you it's all real. So she invites me to church. A psychic invites me to church. So, <laughs> so um, I was going to go to church on Sunday. I was at my parents' house that Saturday. I'm driving home and the tire blows off my car. And I had to take an Uber home. And I didn't make it to church the next morning because I didn't have a vehicle. So she calls me that afternoon. She says, what's going on? I said, the tire blew off my car. And she got really scared. She says, you're involved in some serious spiritual warfare. And part of me 
believed her and part of me was like yeah whatever and I started looking back on things that had happened that year that didn't make any sense and where I had been in danger or where I had behaved in a way or someone around me had behaved in a way that was very just unlike us and I started putting the pieces together like there there is a legitimate battle going on right now for my soul and the souls of my children and um the tire ended up blow blowing off my car different tire two different times I sold the car um yeah, I, I, I would sell the car, too. I sold the car. <laughs> I got a change new Change where I drive everything. Oh, there was a lot of change that went on. And then I just started inviting um, things from God into my life. Like, I um, started listening to exclusively worship music. And that was my first step, was just listening to music and listening to music. And then I remember one time I was sitting at my dining room table doing a puzzle by myself, because remember, I live alone now. And... Um, I'm listening, I have worship music blaring, and I'm just trying to pass the time until it's time to go to sleep and wake up and do it again because I'm still very depressed. And the Bluetooth speaker, which is like firmly sitting on um, like a buffet stand, flies off the buffet stand onto the floor and breaks. And, and just like stuff like that kept happening, but it just made me more motivated to stick with this path for God because I'm like, okay, obviously whatever this force is that wanted me dead um, is trying even harder now because it's scared that I'm going to go somewhere. So um, it started with the worship music and then I was like, I got to go to a church. And Epic had just been coming up in my social media and in my life and like from people I knew, like I had someone um, message me on Facebook who I hadn't talked to in like six months that was like, hey, you know, I think that Epic would be a really good church for you. <laughs> it was randomly yeah, like who who does that it was yeah. just random so um I did I went on a Sunday morning and I went in and um sat down and the second the music started I just burst into tears and I like people when they talk about their first experience at Epic they say um like oh Pastor Chris talked about this that and the other thing I have no idea what he said I have no idea what the message was I have no idea how I got there or how I left I just remember being absolutely just just felt the the light and I felt darkness leave me and I felt the light of the Holy Spirit surrounding me and I was like this is where I need to be because I'm in battle right now and I just cried the entire time and went home and for the first four weeks I was at Epic I bawled like a baby the entire service <laughs> and that was it and um, rededicated started serving just as much as possible like and I really just had to keep myself busy because I was still you don't like it, for me, depression lifting wasn't something that just one morning I woke up and I wasn't depressed anymore. It took a long time, like, and it, it was deliberate work that I had to do. Um, but I knew that I had to keep myself busy. So like, I've never been an addict, but I was going to meetings during the week for the worship because I knew I needed to be around people and I knew I needed to be around worship music and I knew that I needed to be busy and not have idle time. So I was doing all that. And then when I dedicated back to Christ and in that period of time of just like heavy intense prayer it was like a, re a reverse country song got my house back got my job back got my kids back both <laughs> kids are living at home they both graduated high school they're both working they're both home every night I know where they are they're safe we have an awesome relationship um, my younger son and I went to Germany in March to celebrate his high school graduation my older son um, the week that we got home from Germany he moved back into the house that's awesome so everything like everything that I had lost what like is back in under a year that's amazing. And, and that's just the Holy Spirit like that's just mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit saying okay I'm gonna put you back together yeah right. do you ever talk to that lady anymore um it's funny so when um 
I realized that I didn't need her as an intermediary between me and God. Um, she didn't like that because I wasn't paying her money anymore. And it, it really oh, yeah. made me realize there, there are people out there who have amazing gifts. And I, I accredit her to saving my life. Absolutely. Because she, I mean, there's so much more that we talked about that we didn't talk about here. But she at one point said, Jen, I'm really scared for you because if, if we don't get this out of you, you will try again and it's going to work. And she, and she told me what my plan was mm-hmm. because you don't try the same thing twice for the same outcome because that's insanity. So I had already devised in my head what my next attempt was going to be that was actually going to work. And she told me what it was. Mm-hmm. So I knew that she said, and if you keep going down this road, it's going to work. And, um, and I believed her because she told me what my plan was and I had never told anyone. Yeah. And so I, I do a thousand percent accredit this person to saving my life. And, and, you know, it says in the Bible that talking to these people is a sin, but God will use anything. I mean, God goes into strip clubs, God goes into bars, God goes into offices of psychics to open your eyes and be like, I have this amazing love for you. And I have this entire kingdom that I've given you an assignment in and I want you to be a part of and he'll use those things and the reason he doesn't want you going to horoscope and tarot and psychics and all that is because he he doesn't want you to have a middleman he wants you to go straight to him Mm -hmm. and you're invited to go straight to him but not everybody knows that so even though it's technically a sin he's still going to use that person and that gift to bring you into the kingdom and that's what he did with this woman and um I um when I realized I didn't need her to talk to God anymore um, I think that upset her. I, di- I did want to talk to her and be like, you know, you saved my life. But she wasn't interested in that conversation. So yeah. God, God can use anything. I mean, it really, I think sometimes we really limit the, the possibilities of what God can be. I, mm. I have a friend, um, I have a friend who got saved at a Christian rock concert, mm-hmm. you know, and I had people tell him, you know, pretty much his whole life, hey, that you're not really saved, you know. My salvation story uh, you know, has a bump in the road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and some people go, I don't know if you're really saved. Like, you really, really would have questioned my faith. Like, you know, like God That's can crazy. use anybody, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, uh, you know, okay. So I didn't get saved in the normal Billy Graham crusade way. I'm sorry. I didn't like, you know, but God used people and God use, God uses messed up people all the time to mm-hmm. do crazy things for him and god can use it all and 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 there is a there is well, that a would be like people saying to paul oh well look at all these horrible things you did when you were saul so you didn't actually go yeah. and spread the gospel to the entire world yeah it's it, crazy it, it is it is nuts and and i i believe god can use anybody um you know in in you know and and there is a war that i was talking with somebody actually and i, I know i'm saying this a lot today but it's very true i was talking to somebody not too long ago uh, this past week and we were talking about the spiritual warfare over mm-hmm. top of us and i brought up the the frank peretti books uh i don't know if you're familiar with him uh he was a christian writer probably 80s 90s um uh he's kind of uh, waned off a little bit but uh i think it's called this present darkness or piercing the darkness it's a series of books and it's written from the standpoint of some of the chapters are in the spirit world you know where the demons and the angels are fighting over something and some of it are the humans but the humans of course can't can't see the spirit and it was one of the first we just feel it yeah like what was that yeah it was one of the first (laughs) first christian novels that i ever read you know and as a reader i i love you know i love them and it was just this getting this idea that there is a 
there is a realm out there that is in total war and total fight against us. Um, and God can, God can intersect anywhere we are, um, you know, using somebody that like that, using somebody, you know, at a rock concert or this or that or whatever. And it, it's just, it's just amazing to see and using social media, social media is, mm-hmm. you know, now the new frontier. When for Jesus comes back, he's definitely going to have an Instagram <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah. Everybody's going to put that on Snapchat as he is. might not manage it himself. I mean, he might have someone manage it for him, but he's definitely going to have one. Yeah. Just as long as it's not Peter, because I think that it would be all about him. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, sorry, just rivalry things. I thought about John too. Have you ever noticed in the book Gospel of John that uh, he calls himself the one whom Jesus loves. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, and then, then hashtag he, the one who Jesus yeah, loves, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, th- and then he also at one point tells us that he runs faster than Peter because the, as they're racing to the grave, and he says the one whom Jesus loves gets there first. <laughs> like you talk about a rivalry. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely written by humans. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So Thank you so much. And I, I know this story probably resonates with a lot of people um, because it's it's the truth we you know we live in a depressed world Mm -hmm. you know we have thousands of friends on social media and we don't talk to the person that's sitting right in front of us um it's just it's it's sad i watch people all the time and you know we're sitting in a panera bread right now and i I, nobody's sitting by us but i would bet that there's people sitting in this place right now and they're both on their phones and exactly uh, that is that is separating yourself and and depression Uh, it, it is probably the number one cause of just heartbreak in our our country right now so well with amazed by god we kind of end with a couple stories just kind of get to know you um uh, so we'd like to ask first off is there a bible story bible character bible verse that kind of has touched you uh and why there's so much meat in the Bible. Oh my gosh, I just love God's word. So um, obviously the prodigal son, because that's what happened to me. And um, I actually wrote it down um, at the very end of the prodigal um, son story in the chapter in Luke. It says, um, we had to celebrate because this brother of yours was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now he's found. And I wrote that on a piece of paper and I put it on my fridge in hopes that my children look at that every day. And I think they do. Um, and then just the entire, like the entire David story is so mm-hmm. amazing. There's so much meat there and there's just so, it's so like riddled with God's promises. And there's a verse in there that where David just cries out, in Second Samuel, and he says, "Who am I, Sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far?" And you know, and he's not done yet. Mm-hmm. Like there, and like he he's he cries this out right as God appoints him king, and he's not even done yet. Like that was yeah. just like such that was the beginning of all of the amazing provisions that God was going to do for him. Yeah, I, I I'm fascinated with David. David is a, a, a unbelievable, <laughs> fascinating character study. Um, but he's called a man after God's own heart, mm-hmm. and he just blows it over and over and over again he does so much things that is just wrong you know uh, um but the reason he's called a man after god's heart is as soon as he recognizes his his fault and his failure he he he's on his knees he's crying out uh his repentance is Mm -hmm. the is the blessing that that brings him um to that stature to you know to that stature and then if you look into his lineage you know ruth um uh uh you know, is, is a fascinating, you know, uh, Moab, you know, uh, uh, at one point, I think in the Psalms, they call uh, Moab uh, God's toilet. <laughs> so um, <laughs> our Bibles clean that up a little bit. But, you know, um, like, but that's, you know, he comes out of there, you know, 
you know, and, you know, comes out of Rahab and, and, and um, it's just, it's just a fascinating story. Well, so. I mean, Jesus too, nothing good comes out of Nazareth, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I know. mean, God uses that story over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm excited what happens with my kids. Cause I have uh, one son who was born to a teen mom with no father and I have another son who I adopted out of foster care so I mean nothing good comes out of those situations they're going to do amazing things and God's going to use their life to just build his kingdom in amazing ways I I change that uh, Nazareth to Dundalk a lot when I'm preaching but you know (laughs) I do that a lot because that's where Epic Church is located so I'm like that means that we're blessed because nothing good comes out of Dundalk yeah so I uh, if you're not from I'm Born and raised in, in Dundalk um, uh, for the majority of my life, but if you're not from Maryland, Dundalk is uh, is one of the suburbs of the city, and it always seems to get a very very bad rap. It's the Nazareth uh, of yeah, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I always I always say it's Essex, but you know that's because that's the Dundalk in me. <laughs> <laughs> arguing over the uh what what side of the aisle is the golden eggs on so if you're from baltimore you get that reference (laughs) they're in essex though they're in essex zip code there's my dundalk pride coming out so all right well we we also believe that music moves our soul here and 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 can just just kind of touch us in a way that nothing else does uh so do you have a song you'd like to share with our listeners that they can listen to on itunes or youtube absolutely so when um all of this happened and I um, invited Jesus back into my life and I was just attacking, I was just listening to a bunch of worship music and watching sermons on YouTube and I just couldn't get enough of the word. And um, the song So Will I by Hillsong came on and it just took my breath away because it's all about creation. And it's all about, um, it's just this beautiful story with this wonderful imagery of God creating the world and God creating the world exactly the way he wanted to. And I really got to thinking about it, and creation does what God says it should do. And when I think about that visually, I think of like ants marching, like Dave Matthews Band, like ants are gonna do the job that they were created to do no matter what, nothing's gonna stop them. And that's what creation is going to do. And the reason I don't is because I'm a human being and I have free will. And I need to make a choice every day to be who God created me to be. And there is a line in there that says, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. Um, If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roll your praises, so will I. And if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. And it just was, it just attacked my heart that I need to wake up and make that choice every single day to live the way that God created me to live and to honor him in the way he created me to. And of course, I'm a basic white girl, so I had to get the basic white girl tattoo. (laughs) She's got it on her arm, yeah. So uh, got the quote on your arm. Still still had to do that whole thing. But um, yeah, that, and it's still, even when I listen to it today, like I tear up a year later. That song's great. Yeah, it's a very powerful song. Uh, Hillsong, So Why. Uh, if you've been in church in the last year, you've probably heard it because I think <laughs> every church, you know, I think churches that don't even sing, <laughs> only sing hymns have probably sung that song too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the really popular ones there. So, yeah, go listen to it. Uh, I, I I love it for the same fact that you do. Uh, the first time I heard it, I thought about the, the passage that, you know, if you don't praise me, then I'm going to have the rocks cry out, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that is something that has been, you know, on my heart for a long time. Um, you know, uh, I always pray that, you know, God, you, you forgot to give me a singing voice, you know, so I hope you'll take this. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I, I think about a lot because because we have to, we have to praise and we have to, to 
just just to worship him mm -hmm. um, and that can mean singing songs and that can mean a lot of other things um, so yeah thank you very much for being here thank you um, I appreciate it and uh, so for Amazed by God brought to you by Through God's Library this is your host Mark and we will see you next Monday if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe thank you for listening